Hello, and we're back on the Intersection Podcast. I'm again visiting with someone. Yay! I love having guests. um, You know, I had a whole season where it was just me. It was hard. But Clarence is here. Yes. How you doing? (laughs) I'm cool. Yes. Um, So... Tell the people who you are. I've known Clarence for almost 10 years now. Almost 10 years. I remember you were a freshman in college. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You were so jolly as you are now, though. Well, I'm happy that didn't go away. Yeah, for real. Because New York definitely could have made me, Mm -hmm. you know, jaded. Mm -hmm. But it didn't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I've known, yeah, Clarence since college at the University of Memphis. He was actually my orientation guy. Yep, yep. Um, I remember when I told you I was from Alaska and you were like, you're lying. Like, you genuinely didn't believe me. Oh, country ass. <laughs> like, what? I, I, did, like, I actually did not believe you. I thought you were joking. Like, literally. Well, I think it was also because I was like, oh yeah, I went to East High and everyone was like, give me the one down the down street because yep, you don't yep. sound like that. And I was like, there's an East High down the street. Didn't, didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... It's true, obviously. <laughs> um, then I told everybody. Remember that? I was like, yes, you y'all know she's from Alaska. You know she's from Alaska. Everybody. Yeah. The whole orientation yeah. weekend, I was just like. And then I got the nickname Alaska, and it yep. stuck for the last, the next yep. four years. Um, but hi, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, here on the intersection, we do a little thing in the beginning, eyes, ears, heart. Uh, what are you watching? What are you reading right now? Okay, what I'm watching right now, uh, I used to like not watch anything. What? Back in the day, I did not, but now things are like changing. I think once I turn 30, just, <laughs> I'm on the couch more often, so I'm binge watching. Uh, oh, wow. I'm in that phase right now. What like, are you binge watching? I'm binge watching The Circle on Netflix. I heard that it was really good. It's so good. It makes me want to like I heard just it was really good. delete all my social media and start over. <laughs> wait why because it's one of those shows where people you can be a catfish or you can be your own self they put eight people in a room and well they are they're in hotel rooms they all have their own room but they they don't know that they're in the exact same hotel and then it's like their own social media world they can create an identity or they can live as themselves and they're just chatting it's so interesting some of them are not who they are some of them are you vote to have games you're voting each other off and it's so strategic but it's so good because some of them think how i would think how i think when i'm on my phone about oh. like social media and who i'm interacting with it's so good it's so good Dang. see yeah. that sounds terrifying but it is it is sounds. a little terrifying but it's fun though it's funny though it's funny I, i've seen clips of it but mm-hmm. i haven't seen the whole thing okay yes yeah, so. so i'm binge watching that also I do a lot of like the bright side on YouTube. You've heard of that? Mm. It's just like facts about like how to survive in the ocean if you're in the ocean. You know, I probably should because I'm convinced that I would die in the wilderness. <laughs> you should the bright side. Check it out. It's it literally it, the random. It's like the most random things that you don't even think about. If you run out of gas in the middle of the interstate, what things you should do, wow. or like why like you're one of your like how some people they're. They wonder the, the big toe is like other, taller yeah. than the other. It's just like random ass videos. So I like I like stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, it makes me feel smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love it. So that's what I am looking at. And the other one we said, what am I? What are you reading? What am I reading? I'm not reading anything right now. I'm such a like. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not reading anything right now. I'm trying to think of what I'm. I'm working watching. on this zine, so it's like hard for me to read when I'm trying to like write. <laughs> exactly, and we about to get into the zine because yeah. how cool is that? I'm so yeah. excited for you. <laughs> Thank um, you. What you reading? I am. I just finished. I feel like this podcast, like my listeners have heard me talk about this book for the last month because it's long. Um, I just finished Raptology by Rex Thu Tu, and it finally okay, okay, okay. Um, and not like in a bad way. Like it was, it's just a dense read, and um, it was good all the way to the very end. Okay, I, I've seen. I think. You've posted yeah, it before, posted yeah, and other people it. have posted it. Is it more like an interview or documentary kind of book? Or well, so it's a so essentially, Rich took the Rich Lichu look took his lyrics and like made a narrative around them and like how they came to be. So like he has his old music, like from when he first started in grime, okay. all the way to the most recent album, even to like his freestyles. Okay, and so but it's like telling you sort of how to write like how to create music like that, but also just how to write in general, like how to share a story. Okay. But it's wild because he's reading it. And also that's how he wrote the book. So he wrote the book verbally. And so you're just like, it's like, it, it's, it's like, like having audio book. Yeah. Like if you, well, or if you have, um, 
so he had someone write while he was talking. Okay, okay. And so it re- that's how it reads. It that's reads like someone's exactly <laughs> really. I feel like all rappers would be like, I'm if I'm writing a book. Like Gucci Mae definitely didn't write. Right. Book, I always he, think about that. I'm like, did you really sit there and no, type this out? Like someone literally? wrote it. Oh, okay. But like they still wrote it in his voice, and so that's like kind of to me. It's super. It's like super interesting. Um, but yes, I finally finished it. It was really, really good. Okay. It's just very, very dense because it, like he is talking about like simile and metaphor and rhyme scheme and like the, the, the way, the method in which like he made them. But then also at the same time, he's talking about like my family, my kids, like, like think like, like his life in London. It's very interesting because um. it's like you're, it's like a parallel of like how creativity like how storytellers tell stories. That sounds intense. It is, but it was great. It was a great book. I loved it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, if there's a short version on YouTube, hit me up. <laughs> I mean, he has so many I'll interviews it about out. it I'll at this it point. Out. I'm okay. sure that you could just like watch an interview. Okay. Um, and then what am I watching? Oh, I started the Cheer documentary on, Cheer. like it's called Cheer on Netflix. It's a mini, like, short, limited series. Is it, like, uh, I've seen the clip. It's, like, a black dude on the front of it. Probably. That's probably Ladarius. Okay. And Ladarius <laughs> is everything. Okay, okay. I have to check he it out. Is, he's also, it's just, like, wild. Because these kids live in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And they are go to a junior college. But, like, it's the best cheer team in, like, the country. Oh. And they are intense their their coach monica does not play but also there's so many like undertones of like racial tension i'm, and I'm, I'm not surprised because it feels very much so like we still are triggered from the blind side <laughs> like mm. but it's it's also really good it's really well shot so okay. you're like oh it's, it's is it like okay i know bring it on is probably like so <laughs> inspired you know that's some inspiration in between yeah. that i'm sure but is it similar or it's like nah. so it's like how bring it on like if you are watching bring it on like the making of it like what okay. it is because they are in daytona so it that part is true like that's where the biggest cheer competition is oh in okay okay but it's just like it's wild the stuff that they put their bodies through you be watching them stunts i'm always terrified somebody's gonna break their neck because i actually have a friend who was a cheerleader in high school and they dropped her on her neck what she's the... fine but like i just distinctly remember yeah, how she know. She... <laughs> <laughs> how's that mental how's it that mental <laughs> i would be traumatized for life if i fall on my neck i'm done like i I, just, I think the same thing. I think about it all the time. I'm like, how she, do you, how she do you good that? She, so yeah, did she, she's fine. Con- did she continue cheering though? Or? She continued that till that season that she was done. Wow. But I was like, sis, we don't have to do this anymore. Like you can opt out. You can opt out of cheer. Oh my God. But yeah, they, I mean, it's so, and she was a competitive cheerleader. And that's the other thing. They're like, it's so wild. They're like, yeah, um, what the Dallas cheerleaders do, that's, like, more, like, dancing. Like, oh. they're competitive, like, cheerleaders. Wow. And it's true, because when you be looking at their routines, you like, you is not throwing me in the air like that. You <laughs> No, it's not happening. And you have to be light as a feather. They be sitting there, like, one of the girls is like, I'm 98.6 pounds. I was like. 98.6? You're 20. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that rock. She's like not, she's not eating. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what that's what was the, when was your last meal? That's well, my question. But they do it for them scholarships. They get full rides. They get yeah. go to them top schools. But it's also it's wild because it just ends. Like after they're done with school, like you can't go anywhere past college with cheer. I mean, they probably become like yoga teachers and stuff, huh? Probably. Who like knows? Pilates, they probably Pilates need instructors. It with their bodies, because they put their bodies through everything anyway. Wow. But yeah, so that's been super interesting. Okay, so once so, I finish the circle, I'll give it a try. You know, just it. hop on over to cheer okay. um, with with Ladarius. He is <laughs> the most extra. Oh, okay, of course. I love him. Okay. He's my favorite person. <laughs> He's awful, though. <laughs> Hence why they put him on the front. Yeah, they really did. Also, mm. I had so many people on my Twitter feed that were like, they're like, um, I just want everyone to watch Cheer because this man. Oh God! <laughs> that was it. Is he like catty? He's very catty. He don't care. He be letting people fall. <laughs> he like, <laughs> and then he'll just walk away from the stunt. And we're like, you can't do that. Like, if they don't get up there, you can't just let them drop. Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna check so, it out. I'm checking it out. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that one. Um, okay, what are you listening to? Podcasts. Um, anything. Music wise, I've actually I'm a huge Selection fan. Like I've been Selection since like, well they in like year nine now. Oh shit, I've been Selection (laughs) for so long. Uh, So actually I'm going I'm backtracking 
and listen to old selection music because they since they put it on Apple Music, yeah. when they play it, they play some of the music. They list the songs opposed to like just playing it from one mm-hmm. to the two hours as yeah. one solid mix. They actually reference some of the music now on oh. Apple Music. Of course, a lot of the songs I didn't know what, when they, what they were. They go, they dive deep into indie world when it comes to music. Let's be clear, Joe K is that dude. <sighs> he is like his voice is so therapeutic. He's so well knowledge and script when it comes to music. I just want him I respect to be great. Him. I respect him. <laughs> I do. He's my age. And he's. Just killing it. He's family oriented and he travels. He puts people on. He's like, I feel like I know him for all, all these years. I feel like we like homies for real. Cause I mean, eight years. Yeah. He been rocking for eight years yeah. just on selection alone, and he does the four hours experiences, yes. which I want to go to. So stinking bad. Me too. Bad. Me too. Um, yes. Okay. So selection. So that's oh what I'm gosh. listening to right now. I'm like backtracking. You know, it's like hours and hours. First of all. Each hours. set is at least two hours. Yeah. And then there are, what, over 430 yeah, like, episodes yeah. at this point? Mm-hmm. 490 now. What? Mm-hmm. I think it's 490. I don't I know. I was it. like... I don't know. 400 and... I just know oh, it's in the 400s. It's up there. Because, I mean, he's done it every week for the last... <laughs> I love it. So that's exactly what I'm listening to. And that's enough for me right now, actually. Honestly. I mean... But, 439. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. What? Yes. It's insane. And also, I mean, the artists that he's putting on right now are, are really good. Mm-hmm, like, he just mm-hmm. had Xavier Omar and yes. Sango on there. Yes, yes, yes. And then Jayla Darden, mm-hmm. who's like a newcomer. Like, no. And I'm heavy into, like, Shaka Lion. And it's like, he referenced a guy named Shaka Lion so bad. And I'm like, hey, Shaka Lion. And I love <laughs> when he referenced somebody who doesn't have that many followers on Instagram. It's because they actually see my message. I'm like, ah! One <laughs> guy, like, like reposted my message. I was like, this is so cool. He's, like, really indie. He dives deep when it comes yeah. to artistry and i think it, it kind of tie into what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. like my passion as it relates to artistry i think that's why i love joe k so much because yeah he does thorough research he of course he you know gives you know pays homage to people who are like top 40 yeah, yeah, pop, yeah. but he really does his research on the indie artists who are popping in their hometowns and i love that about him yeah so. and the producers like he's yeah, oh, really yes. oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. i mean obviously yeah. the producers are like half of they're also a part of a lot of them are a part of selection themselves right. and or like are part of the experiences but like no for real to have that it's it's kind of insane to think that like he started like in college on Long Beach mm-hmm. he's done stuff in like London and then now he's like on Apple Music yes he got that phone call from Zayn Lowe like it's, that's <laughs> like that's insane to yes, me yes. I, I literally love just it. for being authentic and just being him and just just talking his shit on on his little mic. That's it. That's it. it. That's and it. then he like added that Omarion voice in the uh, like, Yes. That's I, all we asked sage. for. You know the video with the sage? Oh my gosh. <laughs> First of all, Omarion is like all of our goals for energy. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like, can I be as unbothered as Omarion? Because. But also petty. Like it's. Mm-hmm. it's, it's He's smart. It's a He's smart. Um, so that's all you're listening to? That's what I'm listening to. Right, right now, now, right now, right That's now, like off, off top, right now. I love it. I so actually, I'm listening to um, uh, there's another radio show on Apple Music called Agenda, and it's okay, hosted I, by Julieta Nuga, who I love. Uh, she's from it's the black girl from London, yes. the UK. Oh, yeah, I've <laughs> listened to it before. Yeah, yeah she's so she used to have the like her show is every day for two hours. And now she has a, her own show, like, separate on Tuesdays. Okay, okay. Um, but she also makes a playlist called the, like, with the show called Agenda. And I'm really into it. Like, okay. I mean, I just, I've always loved how she talks, like, her interviews with artists and everything. But also just, like, the music selections. It's very, like, grime, hip-hop, um, like, across, like, the seas, uh-huh. essentially. Um, but, yeah, I was listening to her playlist just, like, at the gym. And I was like... Okay, Julie. I need a new playlist. Okay. No, it's, okay. it's really good. Agenda. Okay. Agenda. And it also had, like, because, I mean, you have, like, Afrobeat in there and all those things. So mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Um, so, yeah, that's that's mostly what I'm listening to. And then I'm probably going to start another audio book because I just don't have time to read, read, like, how I used to. And mm-hmm. so, but I have to read. Like, yeah. I'm one of those people, I'm like, I have to know information. So I'll probably start another audio book here soon. I think the last book I read was the Grace Jones book. That was uh, like that sounds amazing. That was such a good book. Because Grace Jones is. You amazing. know how good that book was. I literally, oh, I think it was two occasions I missed my stop on a train, 
Because oh. I was into her book. I literally felt like I was... She was talking about scenes where she was like in Jamaica and when she was high. And she literally was so descriptive. I felt like I was high. Like reading in the book. And I'm, I'll never forget. I thought I was in Soho somewhere. And I'm like reading. I'm, I look up. I'm like, I did not just miss my stop from reading a book. And I have not found a book since they gave me that feel. But I'm really I'm really heavy into like self-help books. But I'm on a, I feel like I can get that every day on with the memes and on social media. Yeah. So I'm like overload on self self-help books and all that stuff so i need a new book that just takes me just like takes me in yeah yeah Ooh, the, i'm like gonna have that. to look this up because it's a really good book. i mean also like her story is insane so <sighs> studio 54 i like oh, i just want to live that life <laughs> oh. i love it mm-hmm. all right so we did eyes we did ears heart What's up? how you feeling how you how you been I've been cool. I've been cool. It's wintertime. You know, wintertime in New York is tough. It's like, it is. The holiday, yeah, I, I yeah, survived another know. holiday season. It's like, that's that's the hardest part because it's like you want to be at home most of the time back mm-hmm. home, but the, you also got to keep the hustle and the grind going. All this black everybody's wearing, and I'm not a black wearing kind of person, but I get why people wear black because they just kind of want to like fit in. And then I'm just like, I need color. I need uh. that's but that it, southern blood. Yeah, you know, you know it is. So I survived another winter, like well, survived another holiday season. So that's usually my lowest point mm-hmm. of the year, but it was good this year. It was cool this time. I was nice. like, it was cool. Good. So I'm in a good place right now. So so I think the zine is like really, really helping me stay focused on like being passionate about something. Yeah. So yeah. I always have to do something to, to like focus on passion. So yeah. I'm cool. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think what's on my heart. That's Just trying to, I heart. feel like writing down these goals. I'm also in the middle of a fast with my church. We're doing a corporate fast. What kind of fast? Um, well, you can, you can pick whatever you're fasting from. Oh, dope. Um, but it's just like. I didn't grow up in the culture of fasting, even though I grew up in the church, but like, mm-hmm. we just didn't, we didn't fast this way. Um, my mom's Seventh-day Adventist, so like, it's very different than like, non-denominational slash Baptist. Oh, uh, so, I grew up with that. Yeah, so it's like very, <laughs> it's very interesting, and I'm just like- What did you choose? Um, so, I'm not, I can't go to Target or Sephora, uh- <laughs> and the reason why is, I was like, these funds, you gotta get your life together, be a better steward. Um, that is tough. Because Target is. is like amazing now, and also, Ugh. but Target has something inside of it that is literally made of. There's as one of my favorite Instagram people, um, Melissa, who's also Stormzy stylist, but um, she's like, she's always like, "There's juju in this," and I'm like, "There's something that's juju in Target." <laughs> it's the red, I'm telling, it's the red. It's like the power in the red, and it lights so bright and. It's and it's spacious and they figured it out. They did because I always. I mean, I, it's like when I go to Target, I know I'm gonna spend some extra. It's just like like you go in there for I toothpaste just, and it. you walk out and you're like, I have 125 dollars of stuff. How did this happen? And also, I have this thing where like I don't feel like some people are like I can't return things. No, if I don't want something, I'm not keeping it. I will take oh, yeah, it back. Me too. Me too. Um, the quickness. And so my friends are like, but why did you even buy it in the first place? I'm like, I don't know because I was in Target. <laughs> Because I was there and I wanted to. Right. Um, and so that's like, so far I'm also fasting social media. <gasps> so, so share many, this. So many people <laughs> are, how long is your fast from Until social the, media? Um, well, it's all of it. All, the fast ends the um, 4th of February. Okay. Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah. So like by the time this comes out, it'll be like a week. I have like a week left. Okay. Good, <laughs> but, good. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh. I like, I feel like I don't know things. Because I'm a knower. Like, obviously, I have a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, read all the things. I read all the articles. And, like, now I'm just like, how are my people doing? <laughs> like, wow. how's the world? You're missing the funniest meme of the day with the shade room. I'm, I'm so addicted to shade room. I need I need to fast from the shade room. I, you might need to. To be honest, I just, so like, hard. I had to stop. People will send me the things I need to know from the shade room. But I don't follow the shade room because it's too much. Mm. They post too frequently. It's so good. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you. Actually, I don't, I, I don't follow them. It's like I like I don't follow like Beyonce. I don't follow celebrities. I don't follow yeah. maybe Cardi B. I do follow Cardi B. But I don't and She's Tiana Taylor and Lenny Kravitz. But anyway, I don't follow a whole bunch of celebrities. I just go to their pages often. Oh. So it kind of makes me feel kind of like I'm ahead of it. Yeah. But I go to the shade room like almost all day, every day. Oh wow! See, yeah, see that's the thing. And so like I'm just taking a little break. <laughs> It'll be fine. And I can't order takeout or drink soda. This but that's is a lot. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it's sanctification to the Lord. <laughs> it's going to the It's going to make you feel so much better, cleanse, and like ahead of your yeah. And also, purpose. it's just like at the start of the year, it's like good to like get balanced and 
and not worry. You know, like, you're like, okay, I have focus. I know where I'm going for the year. Um, I know where God's taking me this year. So, like, that's sort of, like, what's been on my heart. I'm like, okay. And we trying to read the Bible three times a day okay, and pray. Okay. And so, like, it's very, like, oh, didn't know that, like, this This is what it means to, like, really get focused. But Well, mine isn't as, you know spiritual as yours but you know i fast from brunch <laughs> i haven't been to brunch in a while and that's like 40 50 dollars that i've been saving like also we ain't gonna act like new yorkers don't brunch we brunch brunch <laughs> yes brunch thing. is a networking event <laughs> and it's not cheap at all so zero percent i remember when i had friends come in they're like oh let's go to brunch and we went to brunch and they saw that bill they said 50 dollars mm-hmm. we could have made this up <laughs> i always think that i'm always literally when the bill comes i calculate i'm like i can i know how to make some pancakes some waffles so, Why do we do so that's my fast it's not as spiritual as yours but no i mean but, sometimes we all have to like take a moment recenter i love yeah. it I love it. Well, let's get into this these topics. Oh, let's um, do it. So obviously, you're very into art, all the things. Oh yes. Um, I've actually worked with you before on mm-hmm. your artist things. You were like my savior back in the day. Yes. <laughs> when I was all about social media, see, this is this is what it is. Uh huh. Um, it's true. You have always been doing this like for a long time. Yeah. Like it's wild to think about because I'm like, oh, you know, like when you. Because you don't catalog the things that you do yeah. unless, like, I have friends that are like, this is why I keep a journal. I'm a writer that doesn't like to journal. Like, I just don't like writing down my life. Um, and so it's just super interesting. But I was like, yeah, yeah, I did the social media for Awkward Pop-Up Shop. Sure and makeup. And so, like, those are still things that <laughs> I did, do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we worked together on Awkward Pop-Up Shop, which... Go ahead and explain what that is. So this was like back in, this was before pop-up shops. This was before, if Instagram was popping back then, oh my God, I would have like a blue star right now. <laughs> the, the blue, the For check. real, oh we would have been there. We had, you had a whole night. Like you have to explain what this is. So, so uh, this was like back before like social media was heavy into the arts, before people knew about Art Basel, before all of these things actually. So it was 2010, 2011. It was just my infusion of the fashion, art, and music because it just wasn't, Anywhere but Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, and it like especially wasn't in Memphis. It wasn't in Memphis, no. Black people was not talking about art at all back then. It was only like a few of us. And it's so funny to see now a lot of the people who are flourishing in the art world that I started out with. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's cool to see. Because it was literally, I remember the, just the art world back then. In Memphis specifically, it was probably like 20 of us maybe, if I could think of it. But And that motivated me to just like, just keep doing it. Because I knew... People wanted to express themselves because I knew how yeah. I knew the energy that I exude, and so many people would come up to me be like, "Clarence, I do this, I do that," and I'm like, "Why everybody always tell me they business?" <laughs> I, I just didn't understand yeah. why, but now I know it's because I was so expressive in how I how I am, how I was. I've always been like that as a kid. I didn't have a lot of pressures as a lot of people did yeah. as kids. My mother was like, "Just be you, do you," and I brought that into college and into Memphis, and. And I noticed there was like back then in 2010, 11, yeah. it just wasn't nothing in Memphis. There really wasn't. It and wasn't. when I when he says this, he's not <laughs> playing. Like for a long time, um, Clarence, I literally asked him. I remember when I asked you, I was like, do you own sweatpants? He would come <laughs> to school in like Brooks Brothers yeah. head to toe <laughs> earring. And I was like, well. I did. <laughs> the rest of these kids. And I was like, also, I grew up in Alaska. So like the men in Alaska wore Carhartts. It was it was cargo <laughs> pants. It was flannel. No, hell no. That wasn't my vibe at all. <laughs> Full no. beards that were like scraggly. Like it was it's not a fashion capital and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like when you get there and like like I said, you were my orientation guide. So I was like, What is ha- what is happening? Like does everyone dress this way? And so it was always I was like, nah, like you really you you did. You expressed yourself and it was like very key. It, I mean, you know, it was um I used to look at like like a lot of just like a lot of like old, old historical books and old men and just from like the twenties and thirties. And I'm like, how do they, how do they dress like that? You can't, I couldn't find it in the stores cause there was no dope shops in Memphis. So I would have to go to like thrift stores and find it. I would literally travel to Mississippi and Arkansas to thrift stores just to like find just things that embody just like that whole sartorialist yeah. aspect of a man just because I couldn't find it in the stores back then. And I mean, I didn't know how to make it. So I was like, that was my way of, I think they really, really helped me with like my creative eye just in the general with the arts yeah. because while I was finding those clothes, I was seeing artwork. I was seeing furniture. Yeah. I was just seeing a lot of different colors. And I was just seeing, like, 
vinyls. I had back then. I had like a vinyl player, and I was just and it was just an accident. I was literally just looking for clothes. See, that's that, that's, that's how key. it started. That's like literally how it all started. I'm, and I, that started. I remember my very first piece when I was sixteen. Wow. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, and I found the, like a tweed blazer, and I was like, and I wore it to this like college game. And people thought I was a college student. I was like, oh, it's a wrap. It's a, it's a <laughs> rap. Like, it was a rap from there. It was a rap. Yeah. So that. Initially, with the Aqua Pop-Up Shop, it was a fashion thing. It was yeah. just primarily a fashion thing because it was just a few of us, and we just like love fashion. We love expressing ourselves. Then I was like, how can I just infuse, you no know, fashion, art, music, it all kind of ties. Yeah, it, it all really ties. Does. It, really, it really does. Especially at this point, like yeah. in, in the 10s and the 20s. Right, right. Um, since the millennia, like it, they all go together. Yeah. And they go together very seamlessly um, because each one influences the other. That's but true. also like, just the spaces that you would do it in were also like very cool. Like oh, that was I remember the first just, yeah. one was like in like a like old abandoned train station. Yes, yes. And it was like dark. Uh, that was, was my favorite one. So, that one was yes. so sick. I was I, like, what the world? Like, how are we? Even that was doing my this? that was my goal because I admit, like they didn't have venues in Memphis and the venues they had you know they racist. They was like oh we don't want basically what they translation we don't want no black folks all in our business yeah. and they didn't understand my concept i was like i want to i want to infuse fashion art and music they was like what are you talking about is it like yeah. a, a show rap rap something like no it's i'm like there are other facets of our culture yeah. and back then they didn't get it and so yeah. that old train station ended up becoming a church Right oh, after that, wow. mm-hmm. right after that, I'm like, how the hell that happened? But I wish I could have bought it. It was, it was it such was a dope super, space. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a dope. Super dope that, space. I was, that was very strategic. I would literally walk around Memphis for hours, downtown Memphis, just envisioning just how I want the event to be, how I how I want the city to be. I wanted, I just, I would look at. It had so many vacant buildings in Memphis. It did, yeah. Like I haven't been to Memphis in a few years, so I don't know how it is now. But back then, it had so many vacant buildings. I would just look in the window and just be like, "Oh, I will put this couch there. I will put this art piece there. I will put this there." And I then I would just reach out to those places, and then a lot of the um, for sale signs they had a number on it. I would call them, tell them my vision, and the three times that I had four four times mm-hmm. I had events in Memphis. That's how I got those spaces. Oh, I called wow, those people. Dope. Yeah, and I was. It was like, I guess, I, I guess we'll give you a try. So that's how the awkward pop up shop happened, um, and I'm glad it did. Yeah. And, I'm, and what I'm, what I love most about it overall is to see the people who who participated in then prosper now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. seeing their progression. Like I'm like, I remember we were so young and all of them still doing their thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Because I would say we have, there's some photographers, some designers yeah. now, mm-hmm. some people just like models in fashion. Oh, so yeah, it's cool. That, it's insane. Out of Memphis. <laughs> out of Memphis. Yeah, but and also overall, <laughs> I think all of us are out of Memphis. Yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so from there, I guess now you have the zine. Yes, coming yes, out. Yes, 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 yes. Miscellaneous. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit about. I'm super excited. I'm I'm actually one of the writers in it. Yes. That's like super dope. Uh, I was reading your piece earlier. <laughs> so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading. I got it in my bag too. Hey. Um, so miscellaneous. I wanted to create something that. I mean, that of course, infused like arts and expression. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really, really inspired by Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren has a new documentary on Netflix, and it is amazing. Okay, so I'm definitely adding oh, that to the watch like, list. And what what amazes me most about Ralph Lauren is that his whole creation is classic, it's endless, it's timeless. Yes. There's no formula to create. There's no book you can read. You just either you got it or you don't. And and I was just and that, the whole time I was looking at the documentary, I was like, how can I do this? Like, what can I? I just need some sort of inspiration from this. So I started looking up words. My name is Clarence Edward, but um. I go by my first middle name and I use, I play with the word CE and I was just going through the, the, the website. I was like, give me all the words with CE and, and miscellaneous popped up. I was like, miscellaneous could be anything. Yeah. Hence, it could last forever. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is this, the reference that I was looking for. This is what I was looking for from the Ralph Lauren documentary. I need something that can last like beyond my years and miscellaneous and I also wanted something that didn't that didn't have a whole lot of expectations mm-hmm. when people think of it oh this is it other than fashion art and music but I wanted something that people when they, they, they I don't know what it is but I know it's gonna be dope because it's coming from Clarence yeah, that's just like that's, that's always my that's always like my get only just trust my dopeness just trust it I promise I'm a, like I'm there I got it so that's what miscellaneous came from um it also rooted from me um 
I was affiliated with um, a fashion, uh, fashion arts, music zine years ago as well. It's called Fetch Edge. My friend Carlisa and um, Ash, um, Ashley, um, they um, in New Orleans. I think Ashley's in LA. I think mm-hmm. so. I used to help them with Fetch Edge back then. It was so dope. It was amazing. It was an online zine, and I was like, and I was just. And usually when I'm trying to get inspiration, I go back through old Facebook pictures. Yeah, just, yeah. I just retrace my steps, and I'm like. Okay, this is things that I've done back then and then. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. I forgot I was affiliated with that, and I forgot the love that I had mm-hmm. when I was a part of that. And um, and I was like, okay, I could try to try to do that again, but yeah. I want to do a hard copy because I know how easy it is to do, and so many people are doing zines. This is like it ain't it's nothing new. Yeah, so many people are doing zines, but I was like, I could do a digital one. I could do a digital one, but I actually want to. I want a hard copy just because I want to play with the idea of like people saying is hard copies going away. Yeah. And I just say, I just want to play with it. I just want to say in my lifetime, I created a hard copy zine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Overall. So are you, is it only going to be in physical copy or are you also going to have the online version? I think the first one is just physical copy. It's going to be special. I like, the, I like the idea of like exclusive. I like the idea of like limited edition. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, virtual blow. He did, um, um, a limited edition zine. He didn't promote it or anything. I was lucky to get it because it was. I, I live in Long Island City, and it was at the MoMA PS One, oh, and wow. I live and I live directly across from that. And I just saw a Virgil Blow sign. You know, you see that sign anywhere in the You're city. Like, Everybody like, what is that? And like, I went okay, in, and I'm like, it literally. It was just pictures all over the place. And you can just take pictures and create your own zine out of 500 pictures until those pictures ran out. So you were limited on the pictures. And I'm thinking in my head, this is amazing. And I can say in my lifetime, I have this. Yes. And, and I just love that. It made me appreciate it even more. It's like, he didn't beg nobody. You just had to like, you had to be a Virgil fan to know about this. And I think in today's world, like either you, either you, you the fan or you not? Either you you with the shits or you, you with the shits or you not. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like it is what it is. It's like it's just so much information out there, yeah. and so it's no excuses. So with there being so much information out there, people may miss things. The, those who found out about their Virgil event, they were like hardcore Virgil fans. I got lucky because I live across the street, but seeing that environment made me. I think about made this me appreciate all the time it. What's up? Because like they're like just. Because I obviously music is much more my thing. Yeah, for sure. And they're like, I'm just now getting into vinyl. And that is like one thing that sometimes there are limited copies or like deluxe editions. And like, if you don't, if you find artists late and you're trying to find their, oh my God, it, it drives you crazy. I've always loved that. I've always <laughs> loved that. But, oh. I, but I love it. I love it for them as well. Like, I think that like, it's the same reason why a lot of, Recently, I was listening to an interview um, and how someone was talking about like buying merch and like people don't think about that when it comes to your favorite artists and stuff like that. But like sometimes that is it's a special piece like you're you may mm-hmm. never see this again. And so those types of things really matter. So like having vinyl of things is like, oh, no, you have the vinyl like you an OG fan. Like yes. that's a real thing. And like specifically, everyone knows I love Little Sims. I talk about it all the time. It's <laughs> you fine. Do. Um but like she had a, her second album had a deluxe, like the vinyl was green and gold. There was, there was two discs and mm. one was green, one was gold. And like, if anyone finds that thing, like I literally, I don't care how much it costs, I'm buying it. See, see, it's like it's that like, passion. It's like, like, you gotta have, it's like, you can't even, you can't, it's hard to explain that Because I have the first and the third feeling. album and I'm yeah. like, I need the second one. That's when you're serious about it and you, you really invest. And I think like when it comes to the arts and if you're a person who, and you're a fan of someone's work and you're like literally taking your time out your life to stop, sit and focus and try to understand and, and try to correlate and just try to like connect, dis- connect and dissect their work. It's an amazing thing. It's yeah. like, that's when you know it's true. And um, that's why I'm all about the limited addiction world and the exclusive. And I love that. Because I think everything, if everybody, everybody don't get everything. And a lot of artists put so much passion into their work. Like exactly. your piece in the zine. I love it. You put, you, you, that was a dope <laughs> It was real deep. I was with it. I was like, wow, I like that. I love when people read my writing for the first time. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I don't, I don't share it as much. And also that's, that's what I also loved about when you were asking for submissions. Mm -hmm. It was specific. You could tell the, the intentionality behind you wanting it to be exclusive, like in the sense of like, I want it to be something that's never been on the internet. Right. I want it to be something that like right. you've never shared before. That, exactly. And that, that ties into it as well, because 
so many artists just, you know, put so much work. It's it's like so much work that I've seen on social media that I felt like should not even been on social media. It's like, I feel like, because I go to a lot of galleries. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like my thing. And I go to, and back in the day before social media, you couldn't even take pictures of work. That wasn't, but it. That's not a thing. Right, right. <laughs> that wasn't a thing. <laughs> it's like, you, I mean, you didn't even want to. You just really wanted to like be a part of that moment, that picture. You're reading the artist's bio. You're looking at the work and you're just trying to like figure out like, why did they create that? How does it make me feel? And I mean, I'm not saying you can't get that feel over the phone, but you really can't get that feel over no, the it's phone. No, I mean, it's the same thing as like a live music experience. Right. Like, you're only going to like, no matter where else everyone else is, yes, you can listen to it in, in like your ears, but that live experience, it's, it's one of a kind. Right, right. No matter, and also it's wild because if you're a really good artist, you can make it one of a kind each place you go. Yeah, yeah. That's what's wild. So I think that like, and it's the same with galleries. Like, mm-hmm. no gallery is alike. Even if you curate a show and mm-hmm. you put it in a different space, like it's gonna feel different. The flow could be different. For sure. And so like that's that's super. That's I forget about those things. Mm-hmm. But also like that's also what made Agro Pop Shop Shop so special because it's like none of them were alike. Hey, that was intentional too. I, I, it's <laughs> like when I go to things, it's like I don't. I, when I walk into us, you know, it was just, let me tell you, my friend brother told me this. He said, Clarence, and I'll never forget this. And for every project in my life here on out, it has to like attest to this. It's like, he said, Clarence, when I walk through this door, I feel like I was walking through your brain. I was like, That's ah! it he said that I was like, yo, this is, that's exactly what I was going for. And I didn't even realize I was going for that, but I don't know anything else. It's like, that was, I, it was just like, But I don't that's know. what I artists don't know. do. Like, yes. that is the point. They're like, I want you to know how I felt when I made a thing. Yeah. And so, like, even if it's clothes, like, those types of things, like, those are phases in people's lives. Like. Yes. It makes sense. No, that's super smart. That's yeah. real. I yeah. like that. That's great thank advice. You, thank you. And so, with this zine, uh, that was that was my one of my, my only criteria. So, with miscellaneous, it can be literally anything. I know, like, with the audience that I, like, interact with, uh, with mostly artists. Mm-hmm. So, I knew I was going to get a lot of, like, a lot of artwork and stuff and a lot of written material. But I just wanted things that, like, people didn't showcase in public. Let me tell you why. It's because, like I said, or I think I said earlier, I go to a lot of people... People often come up to me and they was like, oh, Clarence, I know you you love the arts. You're an enthusiast. Let me show you something that I got. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know this side of you. And yeah. it's, so I noticed that so many people show me other things that they're not maybe not comfortable enough to put on social mm-hmm. media They or another medium. You know, you may have somebody who's primarily like a designer. But like, oh, I'm also a photographer. I'm like, oh, let me show me some of your work. It's so and, common. I get that so much. And artists are also super multifaceted. So like for the most part, you could have an artist that Almost every artist I know does another thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, we don't... I don't know anyone that's like, oh, I only do this one thing. You're like, really? That's... that's. I mean, do you do it really, really well? Then that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just I just think of, like, so many people, like, they also do photography. They're musicians. They write. Like, it's just... Just about everybody. But yeah. let me tell you, though. Let me tell you. That's actually... Because I'm an art dealer, too. That's, like, my primary thing when it comes to the arts. It's pros and cons to that. Because some people need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we all need therapy, but let's, li- let's talk about it. <laughs> Literally, we all do. Seriously, but no. So when I'm working with an artist, visual arts, what mm-hmm. I sell mostly abstract art. What I for interior designers mostly is what I sell. When I'm working with an artist, like they, they tell me, oh, you know, I ha- I'm looking for a certain body of work. Like yeah, I'm a certain. They say, oh, uh, oh, Clarence, I didn't do that because I was doing my photography. I was like. Bro, I need you to focus on this one thing I need right you to now. focus on the team. Yeah, so it's pros and cons to that. You know, yeah. some artists, they be like, oh, now I'm in theater. And then, but you haven't, this haven't popped yet, bro. I need, I need you to like make this pop. And one thing I look for when I'm like going to shows or going to galleries and or just like researching artists, I'm looking for like consistency. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking for like, what can I find in your work that's, that, that lets me know when I walk in a room. I don't have to look at the bio. I know that's you. That that right there is what I, the one thing that I find when I when I'm looking for an art that I want to say that impressed me. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm like. That's one thing. So when artists change their medium out of nowhere, I'm like, ah, oh, I was still looking for that thing in you. So it's kind of frustrating to me in a way. But I get why people do it because we're all scatterbrained and we want to try different things and yeah. explore our brains. So I yeah. get it, but it's tough sometimes when it comes to business. No, I'm sure. I, and actually, now that you say that, like. If you're someone that's mastered one thing, so like, or not even mastered, but you've done it so well to a point that you're like, okay, I need a shift. Like, I need like something else to do. Um, I think that those are also keys. Like you, 
Because it, you never know where like that moment is going to be like, okay, I've done this a lot right. and I've done this really well. Mm-hmm. And probably they, they have been able to be like, okay, I've seen the consistency. But then you're like, I don't really know what else to do over here. Like mm-hmm. I need to, I just also for like their own creativity's sake um, to like try something new. And then they might go back to that. It's just like, I need something else for my brain to you, do. You know what I love? I love, and it's happening a lot now because of social media, artists who are taking that one thing they're consistent in and implying it to another thing that's i love that i love an artist who's a visual artist like somebody like paper frank someone like gianni lee like i posted on social media mm-hmm. oh, just so many people who take their a lot of people do like illustrations mm-hmm. or they have that one thing within the art that that's their marketing yeah tactic whatever and they apply that to fashion then they yeah, apply yeah, that yeah. to jewelry they apply that to like animation i love that i love how people are making coins off of that and that's a, that's like the way that's the thing to do yeah like, apply your art their particular art in to other things i love that yeah i mean i and that a lot of people do that um i don't what i don't know his last name but Shaq, he's a does like he's a stylist i suppose okay um i found him randomly on youtube he was styling koji radical okay Shaq, um, I have to look him up. yeah and he was like with a bunch of other guys too but he i guess is also a painter and so, like, he took one of his paintings that he actually didn't even like. Like, it was commissioned. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> like, I don't like this piece. <laughs> and then he, like, and then he decided to put it, like, sell it on a, like, he put it on a shirt. And, like, it's selling really well. And it's, he's like, I remember, I, like, when I first started this, I didn't like this piece. Mm. Um, but it's, like, really cool to, like, see him, how he, like, transfers over to that. But also, like, he's still, like, he still styles people. He still does. That's what how he you does. do it. He have, that's how you do it. Cause like we all got it from Rihanna though. <laughs> <laughs> how she able? How she was able? You know, start as you know, Bondi replay and now Fenty Beauty. But it all it all aligns though. It really does. Yeah. And like she also was someone that like, I mean, she just she gave us straight eight albums of fire every so, year. Yes, yes, yes. And then she was like, okay, I want to do a new thing, and we were like, okay, do that. <laughs> like we're gonna buy into it then mm-hmm, too. Um. Mm-hmm. And so, no, that's true. Like, I mean, we always have the, some frame of reference to, like, be like, oh, okay, you've done this. Um, speaking of fashion, you are you still into fashion in that sense? I way? do watch the shows online. Um, I, I, personally, I'm going through, like, a very minimum phase. Um, oh. I'm really into minimalism these days, like, heavy. Um, so that's the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I still, I'm still particular about my cuts. I think, okay. like me, I'm, very, I'm very heavy into how things are chopped, and mm-hmm. I'm really into that. Like, I'm, like I never let go of like the tailored vibe. I know for Taylor was heavy for a while. Now people are just androgyny is happening, and yeah. a lot of infusion is happening. But I'm like, I'm still heavy into like the tailoring of things. But um, which guy? I mean, just because I mean, I remember when. When it came to like Aqua Pop Up Shop, or even when you first, when I remember when you first moved here, uh-huh. and you worked with a lot of designers, a lot yes. of your friends were designers. Uh-huh. Um, like, are you still trying to get into the design scene, or are you gonna stay more into the art space right now? I think overall, I like I'm. I don't like to say I'm in a particular area. I, I just like the arts, but my sector of it is just like the logistics and the behind the scenes business of. The arts or the art <laughs> world. I'll do whatever. If you a poet, you dope, you need somebody behind you to like help you. Like, how, how does this look? How am I, how should I present this? How That's just always been my area. Wow. So I've always been into okay. like the, the, the side of like, I see an artist. I'll be like, okay, you just tweak this a little bit. You can do this. Because I went to school for communications, yeah. uh, BA Fine Arts. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just taught to, you know, communicate the artist's whatever they yeah. want to project mm-hmm. so that's always been my area yeah so it's not an area that's always like spoken upon but it's not yeah. especially and also i feel like that's something that a lot of artists need yes they yes, need yes, someone that yes. can do strategy that can because artists don't think like that Mm-mm. it's like like they're like i nope. just and i think about that even for this podcast like i was just sitting here talking i was like i'm gonna need to hire you like <laughs> just because i'm like one of those people i'm like i'm just gonna make things and like put them out in the world yeah. and like not really and not worry so much about, I think that a lot of times, especially when it comes to like podcasts or something like that, you're like, oh, what's your growing? Like, what's your following? And I'm like, I don't really care. Like, mm. if you listen to it and you like it, you like it. It's like, cool. But like, also, I just love doing this. I love like talking to people and like getting to pick people's brains. Right. Um, and also, I like the things that I love. I love to talk about a lot trust me like if I like something you know about it for sure um, you, you are good at selling what you love you are good at that yeah and don't, 
even if I don't have every convert, I have enough. That's, yeah, I feel you. You know, I'm like, oh, at least two of my friends are going to be like, <laughs> we listen to that girl now. Like, uh, shut up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a thing. Um, but I just like, I, I'm like, how does, how do you even get into the strategy of it? Like, it sounds like you literally like are very good at exploring Oh yes, yes, yes. Space. I'm heavy, heavy into. I'm nosy. <laughs> I'm nosy as fuck. I love it. I am so nosy, and, and I love that. And, and I think my mother used to want me to be a teacher. That was her thing for me. She's like, "You should be a teacher. You should be a teacher." I'm like, "I'm, so, I'm too real for these kids." Like, I, and I feel like I'd be the teacher. You'd be like, a good professor. <laughs> maybe a professor, and like, but I'm really, really good at listening to artists. Like, that's one thing I do. I can sit there and shut up and let you talk all day long i know that's my strength and the whole time they're talking i'm just trying to figure out like what do you what do you need so I'm, you need something out of you need something because like you said artists they just want to do the work that's yeah, all they want to do this. they just want to be creative but no one prospers like that there's always someone behind who's actually doing the paperwork who's sending the email who's helping with the press release who's helping you who's who's just helping you getting the gig yeah. basically who's helping you sell the work i love i'll talk to anybody and like you said explore you really i've always been that person I'll, you put me in a room and, and you some sort of success or opportunity or coins i'm gonna figure out a way to make that happen i've always been that kind of person yeah i need to hire you <laughs> <laughs> but ironically the arts has been my focus maybe I was, if it was technology or something I probably would have been, have a little more money than I have now. But the arts is just like what I love. The arts was like saved my life. The yeah. arts was, was that thing that I was the awkward kid from the hood who everybody like, what is he doing? He's weird, but he ain't too, too weird. He's kind of cool, I was but say, he's I feel weird. like you always were able to finesse that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hood, I, was, I was cool with the hood dudes, the jocks. I was cool with everybody because I, I, I just did my own thing. And you have a personality that like you, like you said, you can't talk to anybody. Yeah, thank you, yeah. And that's, that's hard. That's not. <laughs> in my brain, it's not. And so many people say that. So many people say that. But in my brain, it's like, no, I feel like everybody wants to express themselves in a way. That's what yeah. it is. Everybody wants to. And, then, and when I go into any room, any gallery, and a lot of those places are, I mean, from a obvious perspective, seem intimidating. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about the industry. It just seems a bit taboo. I mean, I mean, I can see that. But in my brain, I'm thinking everybody wants to express themselves. That, and but I'm just trying to figure out how how you want to do it and how can we make this happen. That's always my thought process. Wow. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, everybody needs to hire Clarence. Uh, yes, I will sell you. I think that that's the hardest part. Actually, even going back to what you were saying, like when I was talking about Shaq and how he's like, I didn't like that piece. Like what you were like, oh my gosh, I hate that. What about uh, that is? Because so many are. I mean, it's just one of those things. I think you mentioned that in your poem, like. Uh, like Probably. kind of like second guessing yourself <laughs> you did mention that in your poem <laughs> yeah it was, sure. it was a small portion so many people second guess themselves in their creative process and i just you know i hate the idea of like what's good what's not good like i hate that i i hate the idea i hate critiques back in college i would go to every friday all the artists have to bring their work yep. in mm-hmm. to be critiqued in front of these so-called professors there's this book called the artist way yeah, yeah oh yeah. it's such an amazing book if you're an artist you probably not gonna read it, but just look into it. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people. I have friends that have like started it and been like, no, "I'm not reading." Yeah, because it, it becomes very long and loot. It makes you lucid. And it's like, <laughs> but it's what I what I gained from that book is like a lot of people who are critiques are people who didn't actually become what they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So they become a critique as it relates to the arts. It, I just, I've never liked like American Idol, The Voice. I never liked any of that mm-hmm. whole concept of like this person is better than that person. I've yeah. just that's just hasn't been my yeah. thing. I feel like everybody's just an individual. But with that being said, like that's just the standard of I guess the industry. People feel like yeah. their work is not as good because someone else is prospering before them. Yeah, and so. That is deterring a lot of artists from creating amazing work. And like your friend, luckily somebody had had to have been his ears, like, bro, put it on the shirt. Because it's it's probably really, really good. Yeah, so, no, it like when I saw it, I was like, Shat, this is amazing. I was like, if it wasn't only, you know, if it wasn't sixty pounds and which converts like seventy five dollars and at the time I ain't have it, you know, because it was holiday season. I'm oh, trying to get my family and friends stuff. You should wait to February, March, the tax season. I was like also like he's from the UK. He's like, I don't care. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but like that's the t- those are the types of things that I'm like, oh, this is like it's true. And I mean, we're our own worst c- critic all yes, the time. Because yes, yes. and I know especially if if art is Art is very personal to almost everybody that yeah. makes it. Like, unless you're being commissioned for a piece and they're like, you're like, I literally don't care. But even then, you you made it. Right. You, in some way, feel tied to it. 
And so it's it's yeah, we're like our own worst critic, especially when it comes to my writing. Like I'm I'm sitting here like mm-hmm, no. I'm well, so, this is going in. This is going in. You not don't don't send me no email saying this. Clarence, please don't put my. Oh no, I no, mean it's sent. It's going I, to print soon. <laughs> it's it's sent. It's but gone. I've actually lost money um, from artists because artists I have someone wants something commissioned and I have the artist do it and artists completely like erase it and do something else and the person doesn't want it anymore. I've lost money from that. But I had to respect the artists, oh, too. It's true. Uh, because they, to them, the work wasn't done. The work wasn't to their standard. And yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, so I've lost. Yeah, it's a thing. But I don't know how we can overcome that. But because the whole idea of competition is going to always be around. The whole yeah. idea of, like, what's the standard, what's good and what's not good is going to be around. I know everybody's right now talking about, like, the banana with the... the oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So they right, they just changed the game in another way as well. So everybody feel like, shit, I ain't no need to even create anything because people anything making money off be, that bullshit. Yeah, but, anything can be anything. Right. But also at the same time, I think, like, even bringing it, like, closer to home, because, I mean, by the time, I think this is coming out, this is coming out the first week of February. Um, okay. Especially when it comes to, like, black art, which is a very specific sector. I think that it's, it's even, it's critiqued harsher because it's not always critiqued by us. True. Um, like what has been your experience in that space? Like when it comes to, I don't know, maybe artists that you've seen or like, like, what is that like? Within a black, black art? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. cause I know that you have a favorite artist that you just, you just got one of their pieces. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, I've been following him for years. A lot, of, a lot one thing specifically about, um, John Lee, I've been following him since the beginning. And so I've just seen his progression. Oh, that's super Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, like particularly I'm more into like abstract art, like mm-hmm. just the, the shit that look like splat. Cause <laughs> yeah. I like, I love how it, it goes with furniture, interior design. And I love how it just, it can be anything. You can just look at it and what you see and what I see is two different things. Mm-hmm. But what I love about Johnny Lee specifically is that his progression and okay. how he was able to infuse his art to different things. But as it relates to black art, um, it's tough. I, when I lived in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it was just such a different world from New York. I love, it was so oh, different. Yeah, Everybody sure. in Atlanta was black. So it was like, Black art was just everywhere, and I feel like I feel like in Atlanta, we we were our own critics. So it was it was actually more family oriented, opposed to in New York. It's like you got Asians critiquing your work, you got the MoMA critiquing your work, you got these high end you know people who at the Whitney critiquing your work. So a lot, I don't want to feel like the other whites. <laughs> I, so I feel like it's I don't want to say a lot of them are like cop outs, but I feel like a lot of them are looking for that higher. Oh, okay. They hire, I guess, stand person who's the exec in those industry to like mm-hmm. judge their work. So I was able to see two sides of the black world when it when it comes to the arts. Art. So okay. it's, it's, I'm I'm kind of conflicted in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just to say. Wow. But I mean, I mean, everybody knows like the Kahindi Wileys and all these people who yeah. you know. But I, I just if I had to pick, I was like, I just love that family oriented way that Atlanta was. Like the Zucod Gallery was like one of my favorite galleries in Atlanta, owned by two like two black guys, and they was they were very very good at just like picking like black art and just keeping it within yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. also that's what i was about to say have you noticed a shift in the art like like in terms of like the art that you saw in atlanta did it feel more i don't not not, not necessarily authentic but it's like i'm not worried about critiques i'm just making things whereas like here i think even when it comes to honestly anything not just art but like fat even fashion like is that scene does it feel like I know that somebody's looking at me and judging. I, I think it. I get what you're saying in a way. Um, what I can say uh, in Atlanta, a lot of the art was focused on black culture. Okay. Because it was just like you know, a lot of the reference from Africa, a lot of African art, so much more. Like, like for example, like on Harlem on one's 14th, the Malcolm X Shabazz Festival. Mm-hmm. I mean, the little uh, flea market. Mm-hmm. That's like all over Atlanta. It's like okay. all it's like all over a place. Opposed to New York, I think it's just it's more diverse in New York, and so it's not as much influence on like black culture. There is people who do, of course, have a in, no. Specific, their focus is within yeah. black culture, but that's not. I don't really focus on that too much because okay. it's, it's, it's actually all the arts is actually my least favorite of when people do. Um, shows and you go to the shows and I see like Biggie. I'm like, and I see Tupac or I see Snoop Dogg. I appreciate their work. I appreciate their technique. But I, what I love most is when people create their own characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People create their own looks, just their own looks and everything. But I, I see why people do uh, pay homage to black culture in that realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question yeah. or not, but um, 
that's something that I noticed that I'm starting to see more in New York, but it was already in Atlanta. Okay. In Memphis. Yeah. Oh, in Memphis, too. Like, yeah, because yeah, all years and years smaller. and years ago. But I think here they do a lot of Biggie, you know, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been doing that forever, probably here, but. Because um, they definitely, I feel like here definitely, like, they play homage to, like, who has been. In New York, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah because. Yeah. It's not like a, it's a respect thing. It's like a thing that they ha- that you have to do. I think I asked, that your question was very. It was a that was a broad. It's so much. It's so much. To <laughs> There's that. so many layers. It's so much to that. I'm just trying to think the obvious things. Yeah, it's so much to that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could have given you more, but I don't know how much time we got. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, but also, so like, do you know when the zine is gonna drop? So the zine is gonna drop March the first. Okay. Yes. You know, I wanted it to be during Black History Month, but then again, I didn't want it to compete with all the events and all mm-hmm. the content that's going to come out for during Black History Month because yeah. I actually want to do um like I'm sorry a small launch and I want to do it and I'm working on it and you know anybody who hear this I'm putting it into the universe but into my what I call my foundation places it was just New York Atlanta Memphis Nashville like those where I yeah 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 my my peoples are now so I want to do small launches in all those places during the month of March so March the first is when the zine is actually going to drop so I got a lot of work to do that's wow I, I mean yeah I mean what you got you got like a month month yeah, yeah yeah like all the, just about all of the content in Zen. Uh, some people have like asked for their pieces back so they can like make revisions. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm actually doing a, a shoot tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Then, um, soon the cover the cover shoot is going to come out, which is going to be cool. It's going to be cool. It's going to be yes! cool. It's going to be cool. So excited. And what, one thing I love about this zine is like I love to work with people that I've already been working with. I didn't. I knew for a fact when I put it out. I, I know that I've learned things. I've learned that there are some people who have to see they don't they don't they have to see a physical in order to support you mm-hmm. and there's some people who just support you whatever your idea is yeah so there were people i wanted to be a part of this zine who just didn't come through which i'm okay at first i was kind of depressed i'm like man just trust me you know i really wish you could have came through yeah. but then i was like let me focus on the 40 people who actually and i don't even know all these people literally That's dope. That's i thought dope. that was so i'm like when I got these emails in, I'm like, who is this person? Who is this person? Who is this in like Texas? Who is this? And I'm like, wow, it's just, it blows me away for these people to support me in of some, for, um, with something that I haven't even created yet. Yeah. That just shows, I, like, I literally have to, it's a lot of pressure on me because I have to like deliver. Yeah, but also it's like, but I think that that's good. You like that pressure. Hell that's, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you're like, that's the that I feed yeah, off so. um, That's No, that's super dope. And also, I think that, because I remember when you posted, I was like, definitely submitting something to this. Um, even though I haven't submitted any like writing like that in a very long time. So it was like, I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I just really wanted to. But also, it's dope to be at the front end of something. Like how you were saying, like, I want it to be exclusive. I like being the pioneer of a thing. Yes. Like, I want to be the first. Yes, yes. <laughs> so like that's, like, that's like, I think that those, the people that you have, they're probably like, no, this is going to be dope regardless. Like, even if I don't know what it's going to look like. Also, for it to be in physical copy. Like, that is, yes. that's super dope. And the, that you're going to tour it. I like that. Yes, I want to, literally, I want to, um, in each city, like, I know I don't have people um, represented in, I mean, I can't go to Texas. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to go to Texas. But, like, for example, in Atlanta, I have, like, two people who submitted from Atlanta. I want to bring them in. Yeah. And do, like, a small artist talk. Like, I love artist talk. That's, like. That's like that's my thing. Like I love to actually be there and listen to an artist talk about their work. Yeah. And because they're going to say things and that I didn't even think about, and they may change my opinion on some things. And it's just good to yeah actually be there when somebody you know I think they appreciate it too because yeah. they spend so much time secluded in their world creating this work for the world to see. Yeah. Why not go there to actually listen to them talk about it? So that's one thing I really really want to do. So hopefully throughout the month of March. I can make that happen. That's so Pray dope. For me. Pray and for me. Pray for I will me. be. I will be because I. Well, first of all, I want to. Obviously, I want to be there. And then the one here, you can, you know, be hey. on that panel, you know, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, like, tell the people where they can find you on the interwebs. Um. So I'm solely on Instagram. You know, capitalize on the thing that you because <laughs> his visuals a. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, at Clarence C L A R E N C E dot Edward E D W A R D. 
Um, I'm thinking maybe their TikTok so I can do a little. <laughs> oh, well, you, you, them kids are about. That's what I hear. I'm thinking like, about their TikTok. I'm, I'm tempted because I'm like I didn't want to. I let go of Facebook. It's just not my market. But um, Twitter, I was on Twitter a long time years ago. But I heard it's dope now. It's Black Twitter, but it's just seemed like Twitter is is where is where the people are. Twitter's great. Yeah, that's what I hear. But I'm more into like visuals. Like I'm a Tumblr kid. Like there's like oh, there's yeah, a class yeah. of like of us in the world who is just like the Tumblr heads. Like we need like videos, content, I think I've been on all of the trippy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you in the game. So Instagram is primarily it. I'm thinking about, I guess, TikTok just because it's visual and videos yeah. and I can be creative. Like all my content is like solely about creativity. Yeah. Um, but it is, if I do get on there, it'd be Clarence.Edward. Nice. Yes, all yes, right. Yes. And you know where to find us. Um, you can find me at D underscore creative on both Instagram and Twitter, specifically after the fourth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can also email me at the intersection podcast at gmail.com and if you have any ideas if you would like to learn more about these i will be sure to update the people on yes, this whole event yes, i'm yes. super excited and i thank you so much for coming oh, this is so fun i'm so proud yes. of you <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. you for having me yes um also please rate subscribe share all the things we're on apple Spotify and Stitcher. Why well, I should be so much better at this, but like my brain is <laughs> done. It's coming, it's coming. Yes, but we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Peace.